Morning Snacks. What's going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of Spoiler Boys. Spoiler Boys. Yes, we are here to continue our discussion of Andor with episode 11, The Daughters of Ferrix. Uh, so let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. Uh, y'all know where we like to start. Uh, jokes. What's your, what's your grade for this episode? I'm at a seven. Okay. What about you, Gage? Eight. Okay. Okay. I think I'm sitting at a seven. I could be pushed to an eight. Uh, but that's where I sit as of right now. So let's just go ahead and start at the top. Uh, Andor's escaped. After last episode, he is uh, trying to find a way off this planet. Him and uh, what's the guy's name? Melshi, I believe. Uh, trying to find a way off the planet. Uh, they're climbing mountains, you know, just, just trying to keep moving, stay ahead of the Empire. Uh, we then go to back down to his home planet, and we have found out that Marva has passed. Fortunately, Andor wasn't there to make it in time, you know, so they're the daughters of Ferrix are preparing uh, her body, getting things ready. You see people helping around the house to just kind of put things in order. Um, you see the droid is interesting. Like the droid is having like emotional issues, like tied to it, trying to deal with it. Uh, how did y'all think about how this all opened up? Uh, obviously showing Andor escape. Like even though he's escaped, like they're still they're still kind of hiding a little bit. Like there's like the the ship that's like I don't know if it was specifically looking for them or not, or if it was just roaming the area. And obviously they just didn't want to be seen. Obviously for, for obvious reasons, of course. Still in prison gear, no shoes. So just just they weren't inconspicuous at all. Um, I didn't think we would see Marva die. Like I thought maybe they would get and or at least get that one last time to maybe have a conversation with her so you know that was a little it was a little hard just just to know but i mean that kind of cuts andor's ties to really need to go back uh to the planet which honestly in his benefit would work better because they already have been scoping it out waiting for him to come back but Mm -hmm. since we know now though there is going to be we'll get a funeral i know we're going to talk about that there's going to be a funeral so there's still a that chance that he's going to uh still come back to the planet Okay, what about you, Gage? I mean, as far as openings go, I think this is probably one of the cleanest ones they've they've had for this entire season. I mean, it it relatively quickly goes through where everybody is, what everybody's doing, what's going on, and ties it all together for you. Like, it just, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. So, I I mean, I I think it's a clean open. I I agree with you, Jokes. I didn't see uh, Marla dying so quickly. I mean, we knew she was sick, but I did think that hopefully they would get a chance to say something before then. So taking this angle with it, um, I thought it, I thought it was interesting. You know, like you said, he really doesn't have a reason to go back now. Uh, so unless he wants to just attend the funeral, mm. so we'll see how that unfolds as, as things keep going along. We also see Senta and uh, the Empire kind of just keeping an eye on Marvel's place. You know, they're making sure they're covering that, reestablishing that that they're constantly being watched of course since an empire don't know that the others you know are there it's just showing that eyes are you know constantly on them waiting for andor to show up um we see uh 
Deidre get the news that Marla's passed. She's a little pissed off, you know, hoping that she was going to be able to catch Andor, but decides to flip it to let's use this to our advantage. Let's put some things in place because he's going to come back to the funeral, you know, uh, to see his mother. Uh, so I thought that was a good uh, Maybe you the impression she was pissed off about it. I just, didn't get just, that impression from her. Just her instant reaction to find out, like she was blown, like, ah, I want him to come back. Like she was trying to set a trap for him, but this just threw a monkey wrench in that trap and she had to pivot it. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, she's setting up this trap for him to come back to hopefully catch him at the funeral. You know, decrease the troops a little bit. Let, let's keep vigilant. Let's keep our eyes on. Let, let's force them into this, let's shut down certain roads so we can kind of pinhole and force everybody right to where we want them to, to set this trap. So she, she's moving on here with that. Uh, then we head back to uh, Andor, and they have found some aliens. And they're trying to figure out, okay, is there, is there, how many of them are there? Oh, I see they got a ship right there. We got to come up with a plan. And our guy Melchie decides to beeline straight for, did y'all think he was going to, they were going to beeline them like that or actually try to come up with a plan to get the ship or do what they needed to do? After, I mean, hey, after the breakout and trying to do things relatively quick because you may not get another opportunity, I guess that kind of, they were kind of maybe still in that mindset. It was like, hey, listen, that ship's there. They ain't paying attention. Let's just do this now and just get that ship. Uh, I mean, that clearly wasn't the plan. <laughs> like, Andor wanted to make a plan. Mm-hmm. she was like, I'm out. <laughs> he just bounced on him. Like, it wasn't even like he just bounced on him. They didn't talk about it. He was like, <laughs> I mean, they said it. He's like, yo, by the time they see us, they ain't gonna be able to get to it. They won't be able to beat us to the ship. Now I don't know how they thought they was gonna get in the ship, get the joint started. Like I don't know what Slim yeah. thought because he, he was gonna do. But he was he just like, "Think you could pilot this joint?" He's like, "I don't know." Yeah, I don't know. Now, what I know, what I know is that Slim, he said, "Do we have a choice?" And 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 Melshi just bounced. Like, like, all right, it, that's all I need to hear. He didn't, he didn't even try to get closer, like sneak around and get him oh. closer. That Which is what I thought long... he was getting up to do at first, and and like yeah. I, I thought. I thought he was at least going to be like, all right, well, let's go. He didn't even say, come on, let's go. <laughs> he just bounced. Like, you know what I mean? And 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 was like, hold up. Like, what are you doing? He's like, man, they're not going. They, they can't. They can't beat us there. He said, what if somebody else on the ship? We'll figure it out when we get there. I know when we get there. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, like this is, you know, look, we don't have any idea what. Melshi's criminal background is like we don't know what Slim used to do. We don't know how raw he gets. He may be the real thing. He may be the real yeah, thing. <laughs> he might be the realest one out. Like you know what I mean. Like you just you, you know we don't know. We don't know nothing about him. So we just know they made it. That's it. Yeah, they made it down there. Right. Yeah, that was the longest distance I swear to cover. Like, bruh, this, this okay. Good luck to you trying to make this close this distance between them before you know they see you coming. And they can't see us. <laughs> right at y'all. By the time they do, we're going to be too close. No, nah, you weren't. <laughs> and they didn't even try to move. That was hilarious. Nope. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't even try to move. Oh, like this has happened before. Like, like clearly somebody, like, oh, here we go again. They look scared or worried or nothing. They just watched them, like, okay, come on, get closer. And sure enough, they set a trap. They got snatched up, you know, and, and get the begging for their life. 
uh, as you know, as we'll, we'll just try to close out this scene. As they're in this gooey net, trying to plead, like, throw things and things back to Empire. And it's almost like the aliens are kind of poking with them, teasing them. But yeah, we should kill you and, and this and the third, and kind of end up being like, ah, y'all don't like the Empire like we don't. Yeah, we, can, we can pretty much get you a ride the way you need to go. You know, say, where you want to go? You know, Andor tells him, and, you know, they end up heading off back to the planet that uh, he got picked up. Uh, yeah, but, I mean they basically. It's a. It's kind of a. It's kind of a. A brief nod to the idea of people being on board with rebellion, because they they spend that amount of time out there in the net talking about how they're angry that the empire coming to their home and building their prison has ruined their water. Mm-hmm. That the water now is filthy. We can't catch nothing. We right. can't, you know, whatever. So really. You know, they mess around with them, but they're really stating we don't bang with the empire because the empire came here, took our resources like this is what we used to do. And like now we can't even enjoy doing that. So realistically, it's like, oh, y'all don't bang with the empire. Cool. because cool. We don't bang with the empire. And that is another one of those notions of like that just kind of that rebel, that rebellion kind of built. So it's a, it's, it's it's a subtle but important nod that that kind of binds that together like oh we'll help y'all because the enemy of my enemy is my yeah. friend yeah, i mean kind of thing yeah yeah uh but we head back to coruscant i believe and Vale is trying to get in contact with lucius lucian sorry lucian she's trying to get in contact with him and she comes into hey, no, the yeah. how many times subconsciously have you called with lucius, <laughs> lucius. <laughs> hey, all, all the time all the time Lucius. I always call him Lucius. I never call him Lucius. I do not know why. <laughs> hey, that little slip right there just snitched on y'all. I was like, oh, nah, I can tell him yeah, all the time. He was oh, yeah. so comfortable. Like, it came out so clean. Lucius. Like, I have to, I have to force myself to remember to say it the other way. I don't know why. I don't yeah. know why. But Vel tries to go to his little shop, reach out to him, meets uh, Kalea in there or whatever and it's like I need to talk to him now she comes in off the whole hey I'm looking for something yada 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 and she's trying to kind of like brush her off a little bit like yeah what are you looking for and Bell just finally like look forget all this where is he at uh, and she's kind of bucking back at her they have that like trying to assert their dominance in that situation of who they are what role that role they play uh, in this rebellion type of deal uh, I personally enjoyed that banter back and forth between them, trying to just put one in their place. Did y'all enjoy that scene as well? Yeah, it was, it was, was kind of yeah, funny. I mean, I get that there's a part of me that feels like Clea, like feels like she's higher up the chain than like other people. Yeah. Like the way that she talked to her before, it almost seems like there's maybe a history between the two of them that is like, you know, that first conversation they had when she asked her. You know, have you heard from Sensa or whatever? And she's like, Sensa's doing what she was told to do. You know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. I'm a boss, and I, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, you know, I like, and that, you know, assertion of like, I'm right here, I'm Luke's right hand. You not, you know, whatever. And her being like, Yeah, what have you done for Slim lately? And she's like, Oh, I gave him Albani. I was say, <laughs> I gave him everything. Like, it's a, you know what I mean? Like, it's a thing, and there's a part of me that feels like. Clea, I thought Clea was like 
his wife or something like that was what my assumption was the first time i saw them as the series has gone on i've kind of started to see it as like all right maybe it's a little different there does seem to be maybe some sort of a husband wife dynamic there but i don't think that's the case um it's almost like they put on they almost put on the facade that that maybe was what they were and maybe maybe that was kind of like the plan in the beginning but as things have turned and certain events have unfolded you know i don't want to say it's created um like a rift i guess you could say like a rift between the two of them but clearly you know she's telling between him clear and luthan luthan yeah like how like when um bix tried to call him and you know she's like no shut that down you need to do the right thing it's like she's trying to do the right thing but it's creating this little bit of a rift between what the two of them maybe were at a point in time luthan said you know all those things my dreams the ambitions all that's gone so maybe that maybe that was a part of uh i mean maybe I, there's a part of me that like feels like clear maybe wants to be like luthan is clearly the leader like mm-hmm. he's the big dog mm-hmm. Right, everybody kind of reports him, and he's the only person that seems to know all of what's going on technically. Although, besides Clea, like I don't, I could easily believe that there are things that that Luther knows that Clea doesn't. Mm -hmm. But I feel like she certainly believes that she. I'm I'm sure she has more information than anybody else does because she kind of helps him, you know, facilitate those things. And so I, I believe that she she believes that she's more important maybe than she is. Mm-hmm. Like Luthen more and more comes off as the person who's like, yeah, I lead this, but like, man, look, everybody's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that includes Clea. And I feel like she feels like she's above that or should be above that because she thinks that she's more important so like she wants to be able to tell people what to do and want and or you know look maybe she doesn't come from money like somebody like say Vel does mm-hmm. and so she maybe her reasoning for being involved in what she's doing her very like this is what it takes to you know what I mean to do the rebellion to leave it's like she kind of has that belief and she also like the way that she talked to Luthen before kind of gives me the impression that she's like I don't know if she's trying to impress him or whatever but she's kind of like you're getting soft you know what I mean like Luthen you're getting soft you you know what I mean you can't do that you have to stay here and maybe that's giving her that kind of like I should be running this because Luthen not he's not keeping it together or he's getting sloppy or whatever it is which also could be because she does have feelings for him and is afraid that something's gonna happen to him. You know what I mean? So a lot of her, like, no, you need to shut that down, shut Ferris down, we don't need to talk to them anymore. That's done. As correct as it is for the fight, for the battle, it also is safer for what they're doing and for him not getting caught, not getting found out and and so forth and, and any worries that she might have. So I think it's a I think it's a very interesting dynamic that she and Luthen have, and yes, that exchange between she and Vel. Vel doesn't seem like she's interested in Luthen to me. I mean, obviously she's interested in Senta. I mean, that doesn't mean she doesn't yeah. like guys, but like obviously she's interested in Senta. Um, but he did say to her at the very beginning of this, the first time we see her, 
this is what it takes to leave mm-hmm. right so she clearly had been working or something in some capacity mm-hmm. i shouldn't say clearly but it would appear that she had been working in some capacity for them but wasn't the leader of a particular mission or something like that mm-hmm. and that particular mission was obviously very important um and so maybe she's kind of feeling some of that herself but it's kind of just in a flux because nobody's giving her anything to do right now like nobody's all right well here's the next thing you're supposed to go do other than a go to ferrix and and kill cassian Mm -hmm. which she can't do because she don't know where he is right so she just kind of even know she wants to do it yeah like she's still deciding like is this is it right to do like he helped us you know what i'm saying he was crucial to get us off he didn't try to steal anything he didn't do us wrong or anything like that it's just yeah, okay, he's possibly a loose end, don't kill him. Like, she might be struggling a little bit with that. Like, what am I going to do when I see him? Like, am, am I going to pull the trigger or am I going to tell him, you know what, get out of here? Like, I didn't see him. So, yeah. so I think, I think yeah. there might be a little struggle, you know, with that as well. Uh, but after that, we go back to some more of uh, Marva's passing and uh, how people are dealing with it. The house has been cleared out, lights are shut off. Uh, Cassian's friend from the beginning of the construction guy goes in to check on, you know, the droid like, alright little man, everything is shut down it's time to go uh, and the droid doesn't want to leave there, he doesn't want to leave his home, he doesn't want to leave Marva and they have their you know, like, do you, want, do you want me to stay here tonight man, like, but you gotta come home with me you know, type of deal, and he's like, yeah, I want you to stay and he seems to be a little happy when he rolls out of the machine like, you know you're gonna stay here, you're gonna comfort me tonight. I thought that was that was pretty cool, especially coming from a droid, you know what I'm saying? Just wanting some uh closeness and some interaction. Like like I felt like he was hurting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was interesting to see through a droid's eyes, I would say. Do y'all agree? Definitely. I mean, like we've seen like R2D2, like any of the droids that have like been within the Star Wars, like they it looks like they have those emotions and feelings, but I feel like the difference here is the fact that he can actually talk. So those emotions are really conveyed a lot easier. Don't get me wrong. When you hear like R2-D2, you know, getting sad. But, um, what's his name? Uh, B2, if I remember right, something like that. It, just him being able to talk just makes it that much more. And it's like he, it seems as he understands that, you know what, she's gone and she's not coming back, but he just can't let go. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's the same of a human emotion if someone were to pass. And I feel like that just- a different form of AI because he can articulate because he can speak I mean it's just that we can hear we it's just that we understand right because because Luke talks to R2 like they talk like Mm -hmm. he knows what R2 you know Luke speaks droid right like I you know I don't (laughs) I don't know how but okay you know what I mean like look Han can't can't speak Wookiee but he understands it yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, there's a lot of that within this universe that is, it's just that I think for the first, you know, the droids that we're used to hearing speak is C-3PO who has no wants, no desires, no, like mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem to have, he's a protocol droid. He just does, right. he's told he's basically a butler droid. He's not mm-hmm. the way in R2 or one of these other droids is, which is more like a pet slash mm-hmm. child. Um, and any other droid we've ever been introduced to that's like that or is in that form, and I, you know, I spoke about this in the in the first episode, has never been able to speak right. in English. You know what I mean? And articulate that in a way that we could understand it. You kind of could see it, hear it to an extent, but it it 
it, it is different. It, it, it definitely does hit, you know, a bit differently because as you hear people speaking lines that are about reasoning with the droid, the droid is speaking lines back and you're getting an actual understanding of what the droid is saying. And it, it just, it's a different, it's, a, it's different. It makes you care more about B2 than you do about R2. People love R2, mm-hmm. but that's because R2 shocks people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. And it's like ready to put up a fight. But you don't necessarily feel like you don't feel emotion for or really coming from R2, even though you know that R2 does emote. Mm-hmm. Not the same. So um, yeah, it's definitely a different feeling. I, I think it was a I actually think it's a really smart move for this show to do that and to have a droid that 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 can do that okay cool uh so right after this we get some information on bix and what's been going on with her uh she is still locked up with the empire and they are still uh torturing and interrogating her uh how long do you think this has been going on i mean i don't know what time days or whatever i mean obviously ever since cassian's been in, in prison at least like what was like 30 days like it was a couple weeks that had passed and the once he enough time for him to start getting acclimated to everything mm-hmm. so definitely uh a little bit of time has passed so as you can tell she's i don't want to say she's broken but clearly you could tell like you know she's having trouble walking you know they had to help her yeah. escort her into the room she's not really vocal she's not really talking or anything right now and I don't know if that is the I've broken already and I've told you things and I'm just kind of sheltering in or since we don't know exactly what this interrogation method fully is I don't know if they're just extracting information out of her without her really truly knowing uh, but definitely it's been going on for, for a minute now though James, do you think she's broken or she on the edge of being broken? I think if they broke her and she was snitching, they would already know who Luthen was. The fact that they walked her into this room and showed us Anto Krieger for the first time in this joint was like, is this the man you introduced Andor to? I don't even think she snitched. They're just trying trying to grab a little strength. She's been in that joint for a minute, Mm -hmm. eating it. Whatever they give her, she's been in that joint eating it. He brought her in the room and was like, if you don't tell me, I'm going to have to bring Slim back. And she was kind of like, come yeah. on, dog. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but they haven't, I'm, I'm, I am, look, if, if it was working, they wouldn't be having to continue to threaten her by saying we're going to bring so-and-so back. Now, did she snitch in this case? I'm going to go with a no. I think she's still not broken. And I think that she has decided she'll die first. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Okay. That's 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 literally what I think. Because she just... I mean, look, I don't know what allegiance she's decided. I know she... We obviously know she used to date Andor. I don't know what mm-hmm. allegiance she decided that. But I also do know that in some manner, more than just kind of running things through Luthen, 
I believe that she's aware that part of what she's doing has some level of something to do with the rebellion mm-hmm. in some manner. Um, and that if she if she snitches on Luthen, it's gonna be a whole other thing. Now yeah. she might have given him Andor if she knew where he was. She don't know where he is. So, you know, it could be that she has a, for whatever reason, feels a certain way about Luthen and not snitching on him. They asked her when the last time she saw Cassian was. They know he came back and they know he came to see his mother. Mm-hmm. So they know that much. They, she gave him that. She might not be trying to protect Cassian. Might be trying to protect Luthen. Maybe they just didn't ask the right question. Mm-hmm. So all of what I'm saying is relevant because they just didn't know. <laughs> it was so much. But I mean, again, we knew we know that they were trying to find out who she put Cassian in contact with. Yeah. And we know that she knows who Luthen is because she straight up met him, looked him in his mm-hmm. face, and walked, walked with, him. with him. Yeah. Yeah. So she knows who he is. You know what I'm saying? Unless he lied to her about who she, you know, who he is. So. Right. She could maybe look at the image of Anto Krieger and be like, nah, that's not him. But that's what that's the name he gave me. <laughs> could be, yeah. Could be. I, I, mm-hmm. I can't remember whether or not she ever gave she ever said Luthen's name. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if in those first episodes if she ever actually said Luthen. I don't think she ever I said that. I don't think she, did. I don't I don't think think she, she did always either. said I have a contact. Yeah. I know that she met him so she knows what he looks like knows who he is but I mean not to jump super far ahead but even like Luthen just the way he operates is like I mean Krieger seen me but he don't even he, he don't know he, he knows but he don't know he seen me yeah <laughs> Flynn can't do nothing to me he good you know what I'm saying so yeah. he's obviously very picky and choosy about who he allows to see him and what they know about him when they see him Yes. There's very few people. Bell clearly being one of them. I need to take a moment just to say. Sometimes it's the little thing. Parts of what are happening in this show, like anytime they're on Ferrick, everything on Ferrick to me looks like they're on a set. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it, all, it all just looks like built and whatever. Like it all looks like it's on a set. But Luthen's store his antique front mm-hmm. that joint has the dopest door I think <laughs> I've ever seen a slim I don't know what kind of hexaspherical door that joint is but that joint is clean bruh and I just need to take a moment to shout out some set designers or somebody cause a lot of t- like we, we talk about the show and the actors and what's going on in the story or whatever but when we're doing spoiler boys it's not very often we really talk about all of the work that goes into making what they're doing believable for us as we watch it right we talk about suspension of disbelief and you know whatever and we talk about like special effects you know what i mean so to speak right i'll tell you if i oh man i think that cg didn't look good or you know whatever but like it, we don't often really get into the 
the nitty gritty of like again we've talked about like Mon Mothma just being fly, bro. Like, oh yeah, all oh, of her yeah. outfits just Clean. like from head to toe, dog. Like there's an award in somebody's future. I'm con- I'm convinced. You know what I'm saying for for some design and you know what I mean because so much of it is so rough and just kind of so like thrown together or whatever. But like her stuff is always so fly. But it's not just that; it's also the set. Like what her home looks like, what his layout looks like, how stuff actually has to operate, like how that door works. Like when she walked over, and maybe it's all CG and there's no actual physical door. I don't know, <laughs> but like it's very rare that like I'm watching something like like I was watching the joint, and because it's so specific, like she's in the back working, grinding, you know, cleaning stuff mm-hmm. or whatever, cleaning antiques. I'm like, I guess they really do sell antiques, maybe because she's really back there, like she's cleaning in it. She's right in now. it. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. She back there cleaning, grinding, and it's like she gets like a notification, like somebody's at the door, and she looks up with her attitude that she tends to have, right? Mm-hmm. And walks around to the front with her little attitude, her little sachet, and hits the button. And when that joint turned, because I'm like, who's at the door? And the joint opens to reveal. I was like, hey, Slim, look at that door. Like, that joint, <laughs> I was like, dang, for real? And when she went back out and joint, I was like, yo, that's a dope door. I want a door like that. I want to go somewhere that has a door like that. And that's the first time I feel like I don't ever want to go nowhere in Star Wars. <laughs> Nothing in Star Wars looks inviting to me except for the fake beach they was on when my man got captured the first time. <laughs> he got locked up. Which really just looks like, oh, alright, Oceanfront. Which is like, you don't really see that a lot, right? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing in, like, in a... Everything is cold and metal or disgusting and mm-hmm. broken down and used and everything is just like decrepit, dusty and dirty because we're always on the same planet or whatever. Like there's nothing inviting about the Star Wars universe at all. It makes me like, hey dog, that's not too bad, dog. I'd like to go there. Like I look at Wakanda and be like, hey, you know what? Go there. I would go to Wakanda. Like I would buy tickets if I could go, and I would go. There's nothing about the Star Wars universe that makes me feel like, yo, I would really love to go. But that door made me go. I'm, I, hey, and I dude, you want to go to the door? You're gonna take a trip to the door. I was like, because, and I don't know if it's just because, again, everything is so cold and so whatever, and everything in Star Wars is always just sliding doors. Like doors just slide open, like whatever the future is, whether it's Star Wars or Star Trek, doors just slide now. We don't open doors, we don't whatever. Either it's just an opening with nothing there, Fred Flintstone joint, you know what I mean? Or they're mechanical sliding doors or whatever. And this joint wasn't that. And it just stood out to me for whatever reason. And I was like, oh, that's, hey, that's kind of fly. I needed that for a moment. You may have your show back, sir. <laughs> no, you please been, you, have, yeah. you have been convincingly hijacked. You may have it back. <laughs> hey, it's all good. Get it off your chest. Uh, so after this scene, uh, we pivot over to Bond Marker. She is watching her daughter at a table. She's watching it from another room. They're like having some type of class or maybe some type of ritual thing. I don't know, but she looks little thrown off by it, like she's not happy of what's going on with the daughter right now what she's doing you know the daughter looks over you know gives her like looks like she's been doing this entire series so far uh Belle comes in 
starts having a conversation with her. She sees what's going on, and Vel is thrown off by it as well. Like, hold up, you're letting this, you're letting this happen. Like, we don't, we don't. No, we got, we, we walked away from this. We don't we do, do this no more. Yeah, we don't do this. And she's, she wants to get into it with her, but she's kind of still just locked in, like looking at her daughter do whatever it is she's doing. Uh, and they decide to go off to the couch, sit, have a conversation, and Mon finally starts spilling the guts to Val about everything that's been going on financial-wise. We actually get into it and get to learn what's kind of been going on with her and why she needs this money and all sorts. And we find out that, uh, and help me walk through this, you know, like I don't have the best of memories here, but she was using her trust fund money or something like that to funnel funds somewhere. She was just using the family money. She right. just was like, she just, just said, down, I was taking like, said I was taking a hundred thousand a month, every month. I just taking it. No problem. Yeah. And she ends up getting word from somebody at her bank, giving a heads up. Hey, look, the Empire's looking at some funny stuff. Uh, you may want to go through your books and fix what you got going on there, if you know what I mean. She's like, okay. And as she starts to go through and fix these books, she finds an issue uh, that she cannot fix. And that is this trouble that she's having trying to get this one issue fixed. And uh, that's why she's going through all these, reaching out to these people. Hey, look, I, I, need, I need some help with this. I got to get this this fixed. Well, you got to figure it out. And now she's reached out to this, as we saw in the last episode, reaching out to this guy that she obviously doesn't want to get into business in, but the only way to keep from getting arrested and locked up and getting found out is she might have to take this deal with her. She explained all this to Vel. Vel doesn't look, she looks more concerned about like, okay, I need to help I, my sister figure this out. Almost like, I didn't know you got, you didn't get, I didn't know you got like this deep into yes. it. It's like, I knew you committed to doing stuff, but I didn't know that you went like, you went all in, all in at the, early on in the beginning. Yeah, so how did y'all feel about the reveal of what, what she's been doing with this money this whole time and actually considering taking his offer to put their houses together. Uh, I mean, I'm happy that she was able to, you know, talk to somebody else about it, being her sister. Um, but I mean, rightfully so. She she should be worried because um, she knows what the Empire is capable of. You know, she's trying to do the, the politics the right way to try to, you know, intervene and make things a little bit different. And clearly it's not working. And she knows that they, the money being like a small piece of everything is going to be the thing that undoes her and even though probably in their eyes like normally like a hundred thousand like a month like just going away probably is nothing because i mean if it's the family's money the family's looking like a hundred grand i don't know if i had that type of money and i saw a hundred grand just disappearing every single month i'm probably throwing up red flags here like yeah. hey, <laughs> hey uh it's a hundred grand missing what, what, what's what's going on here but I guess they just have that type of money. Um, but it possibly tried tr opening up, trying to see if maybe there was another uh, result. You know, Aldani's done. I mean, it's just got, she got money. I don't know if she has 400 grand. We know she got some bread from the from the heist. I don't know if she's got that type that she could give to her and say, listen, here. Uh, you don't need to get in. You don't need to get in bed with this guy. 
But I think even if she was able to give her the money at that point, I think dude's just gonna show up and be like, still, like she gonna tell him, I don't need you. But he gonna be like, uh-uh, we already have an agreement. I'm gonna do something for you. And I feel like that's, she's gonna get caught up still with dude regardless. Well, they didn't make an agreement. Well, not a, not a true agreement, but I guess she's gonna get to that point where it's, as of right now, where it stands point, it looks like she's going to have to. And I think he's gonna end up showing back up and you know, are we ready to do business? I think the, the interesting thing about this scene in particular is that when you when you look at what happened in the last episode, when when he makes the suggestion subtly, right? Mm-hmm. She's immediately like, "You got me. You must be tripping." Slim will see you out. I know you better get out of here. The difference in this scene is the conversation she's having with Vel. Clearly, she and Vel aren't fans of the the tradition, right? And and that kind of speaks to the relationship that she has with her husband. That like it's tradition, but it's like yeah, we're the, I don't love him, like you know, or whatever. Because we just had to, you know, whatever, right? Because that was what the tradition was. But what she makes clear is that it's not her idea. This is something her daughter wants to do. So the ritual, what she's talking about, what she's discussing, uh, the, the idea of her being betrothed or her having a, 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 a marriage proposal like she asked her are you seriously taking proposals right and she says to her you have no idea how much trouble I'm in I'm in so much trouble right but the interesting thing about it is it's something her daughter wants to do so even though it's something that she doesn't necessarily want to do and she might be against she's not in a position to really talk her daughter out of it because her daughter wants to she said to her that her daughter went and found the lady to lead the the channel and stuff like that like she went and did that on her own she said it's literally the only thing she shows up on time for everything else she could care less about and she said to her it's crazy because it's like more of a big deal here and now to these young people than it is or even was back home like they're not home this is a home tradition so it's like you have these it's almost like anything it's like people now being into music that's from say our our era our time like using samples or doing whatever and being like yo that you know it's 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 kind of it's like a cool thing because it's a thing that comes from the past or maybe because it's a thing that fell out or maybe it's just a thing that's cool for them because they know their parents don't dig it you know what i'm saying and so the fact that it's something her daughter wants to do, it could be as simple as dude shows up with his son and she's like, oh yeah, what's up? It also is like clear that her, her the relationship between her and her mother is a bad one because, so I was under the impression, and we talked about this, that the dude that she kept talking to that's from her home, right? That she kind of, talk to you to try to help her find a way to do something about her this money yeah. when he shows up and the daughter's like you're here a lot right I was under the impression that that was about her feeling like maybe her mother's cheating or something like that I, right yeah. and that's mm-hmm. kind of what we're talking yeah. about however I'm now under the impression 
that it's not so much that it's just that she she knows that he's there she knows they're friends but she knows that he's there in a capacity that has to do with her mother's job mm-hmm. and she feels like her mother works too much she works you ne- you're never here you miss all the things you don't know what's important to me we're not on the same place where the father isn't working and he's there so even if the father isn't close again we kind of saw that in an earlier episode where you know he doesn't really side or back up the mother because maybe he even feels that a little bit like mm-hmm. like everything is all about work with you it's always you know whatever and that's where I see her daughter. I see her daughter's mind frame as being like, it's always work. It's always, you know, whatever. For her to actually utilize this thing that she kind of needs to do because she doesn't have a choice would also be her taking a step forward and doing something that is something her daughter wants to do. Mm-hmm. It would be like her, all right, you like you know so and so so we'll go do that thing you like to do you know what I mean kind of thing even though I'm not into it or I don't understand it you know or whatever it is because she's missing that connection with her daughter so as foul as it may seem right on the undercurrent her daughter would probably look at it like an olive branch of like I know I'm working a lot. I know whatever. I know you've taken this interest in this. Da da da. Whatever. I had somebody I'd like you to meet. You know what I mean, kind of thing. And her daughter might be like, "Oh, for real? Like, oh, you are. So you are paying attention. You do see the things that matter to me. Or you know what I mean. So it's a, it's a little bit of a different dynamic. You know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I mean. When she said she was taking a hundred thousand a month, I was just like, "For how long, Slim?" <laughs> long That's enough. But she said she was able to get the money back. She got that call, like, "Yo, they about to be looking into your stuff," mm-hmm. and she was able to get all the money back except for this one. one. And that, but it, she's like in this tiny, this kind of a, an obscure thing that probably nobody would ever catch but it is still 400,000 which technically listen no not you cat I know 400,000 sounds like a lot and they're making it seem like a lot but I'm gonna be honest 400,000 almost seems like it might be a drop in the bucket definitely she was taking 100,000 a month like nothing that's like going to take $20 off the bank Nobody even noticed. They still eating good and going off and doing whatever they doing. Like ain't ain't nobody missing. And what, and what also I heard is where that four hundred thousand dollars go to. Let's see when they start digging. When they start digging into it. Well, no, no, no. Because clearly the money is being spent. Like she knew that she was funneling that money, like for losing for what for what they're trying to do for their startup mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. When it got locked up. Her not being able to get the money that she used. Basically, Luthen was using her to fund what he was doing. Right. Mm-hmm. She knew it, but she didn't know to what extent. He says to her, like, yo, it's getting, I'm having a hard time. I got to get this money. 
she's like, yo, they tightening up. I can't get it like I used to get it. All right. I'll find a way. Aldani happened. You understand what I'm saying? Which makes it even worse, right? It's because of what happened. Because she says that to her. She's like, then this, then this yeah. Aldani thing happened. Now, she doesn't know that Bell had anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. She says it to her, and there's a look on Bell's face that's like, my bad. <laughs> my bad, cuz. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. for a brief moment, again, the last time they talked, she told her, look, go, go be a spoiled witch girl. I'm thinking, all right, Bell got money. So maybe she's just gonna be like, well, when she was like, how much are we talking? Mm-hmm. She was like, 400,000. There was a part of me that was like, Bell was gonna be like, yeah, I got, got you. Right. Not even thinking it was gonna come from Aldani, because I don't think she got anything from it. That was going to fund the fight that they're in. I don't mm-hmm. think she actually gets got any cut. credit. That's true. Um. However, and you know, I mean, she's clearly not hungry. Mm-hmm. She kind of fly no. too, man. She, yeah, she, no, she, yeah. mm-hmm. she, she, she yeah. got her own pocket change, yeah. Yeah, so I, I was thinking maybe she was just going to be like, I can pack some of that for you a little bit, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. We got to find a way to make it look good, but that's kind of where I thought it was going at first, was mm-hmm. I was kind of expecting her to say, oh, I, and it still could be that in some manner it goes that way because they got interrupted. Because the daughter came out and was like, Auntie Val, like, you know, whatever. And so maybe, just maybe, she'll be like, you know, I can, oh yeah, we can make that happen. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, worry about whatever. That doesn't mean dude doesn't show up out of the blue. Oh yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah, what's up? I know you need something. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I personally took a lot from that interaction. Like, <sighs> being a betrothed wife, she's 13 he's 14 Mm -hmm. she got married her mother got married at 14 and was a senator when she was 15 Mm -hmm. let me ask you something about that uh just about a scenario you broke down with the daughter maybe the daughter and the mother maybe giving the olive branch we see that you know she wants to go through the ceremony and all that kind of stuff get married does mom go ahead and introduce dude's son to her and does she accept it or turn it away which makes matters worse i think she'll accept it his, like, his, like she his, doesn't have somebody I mean, else that she might want to and then gets thrown this other guy in her face like ah, I don't like him I like the guy that I'm interested in that person type of thing. I, I mean I don't I mean look the home? way I look at it is mm-hmm. um, if she is that like into the idea of the tradition mm-hmm. right the tradition is they put you with somebody like you don't really have I would say a say so right I, I wouldn't think so I would look. It could be she introduces her to Slim, and then she's like, "Ew, though." You know what I'm saying, or something like that, right? And maybe fit. And you know, look, it's traditional, or whatever. But maybe would have some sort of an understanding of like why her mother and father's relationship is the way it is. Like maybe mm-hmm. just immediately mm-hmm. everything changes. Like hold on, <laughs> right? Now I get it. <laughs> yeah, because like Slim's not even cute. Like you know what I mean, or something yeah. like you know what I mean. Like she. It could get very different, but I don't know. Look, I know that Mon Mothma as a character doesn't technically denounce the, the Senate and Palpatine and and literally just be like, I'm with the rebel and I'm all about the rebel alliance until like, I think it's like the second season of Rebels. 
we ain't into that. <laughs> uh, we're not about to see, like, she technically announces, like, the Rebel Alliance. We're not going to see that by the end of this show. No, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, what it could end up being, they do a second season and how important the daughter could be in some manner to that. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Because it just depends on whether they do some sort of a time jump or, you know, whatever it is. But I don't, I don't. I don't really foresee it being a problem. Even if she sees dude and doesn't like him, it could maybe even still bring the mother closer to her life. See, now you see what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. feel me? Like, you know, then maybe that changes things. Okay. No. All right. So let's keep moving on. Uh, next up, uh, we got our boy Cyril back. It's the, it's the middle of the night. He is asleep. And, uh, Mom's coming in true mom's fashion. You know, you got a phone call. Yada, yada, you yada. got a phone call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sound like she was smoking menthols all night. <laughs> uh, he goes, answer the phone. It's his man, his sergeant from before he got fired. He's at his job, but it's a staticky connection. He's trying to, what's going on? Why you calling me? Like, he's got news and they go the whole back and forth of trying to establish a connection and getting pieces of information through. And he basically tells him that, hey, uh, her mother passed, Andor's mother. Uh, he might be headed back home. He might want to meet him. Of course, Cyril's getting all excited, like, oh, Andor, Andor. He's like, oh my God, I gotta go find Andor. And, you know, Bob's just pacing back and forth, trying to listen from the hallway. Comes back in the room listening, like, I hate her. Yeah. I hate her. <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> so we all agree in that sense of it. Uh, and to just stay on, on, on what's going on with him a little bit couple scenes later we do see that while his mom goes off somewhere maybe shopping or brunch whatever he sneaks back into their house steals some money out of her pocketbook pretty much like goes into the drawer steals some money and he went into the safe i don't know if it was her money though i well with the jewelry on top i figured it was hers that's what i just figured girls take some get some money and i think it's pretty obvious that he's gonna make his way back to andor's home planet to just like everybody else sitting waiting for andor to show up and try to bring him down uh but what's up what happens when he gets there and runs into deidre dog i'm saying that's exactly what's gonna happen what are you doing here um andor told you that drop it that that is uh a moment we are all looking for (laughs) because she's already put him on blast like twice Leave it alone. Stay away. She's probably gonna think he's stop harassing her. If he's gonna get in the way, yes, a thousand percent. He's gonna get in the way. He might even blow it. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I feel like they're gonna think he in on it at this point. Like, listen, you, you, you getting too close, even more closer to this. There's something like they're gonna start interrogating him. Like, hey, listen, you need to tell me about the stuff that you, you're not trying to tell us, and he's gonna be like, I'm innocent. And I think that maybe this is what spins him and maybe he comes over to the yeah. prison. I, I don't know. Maybe that's what pushes him over the edge. Between Mom Dukes and Deidre probably coming at him. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, so uh, we finally catch up with uh, uh, Luton. See, I had to think about it for a second. I almost said it again. Lucius! <laughs> uh, he goes to be Saul. Uh, and Saul is in full Saul mode. You know, 
pacing back and forth, getting things together. You know, we're in. We're, we're ready. We're ready to do this. And and Luther's kind of like, hey, we, we we gotta we gotta think about this for a second here. Uh, do we do we? They're having this debate of do we hang this guy out to dry and sacrifice everybody, or do we sacrifice our like inside man? They're having this <clears throat> kind of like strategic conversation about how to approach this back and forth, and Saul starts getting amped up about everything. Like, you got people everywhere. You got people, or you got people in my organization. Like, why are you trying to back out of this? This is just one man versus, you know, everything else. And they're having this intense conversation about the best way to go forward with this plan. What is y'all thinking of this back and forth between them? Nah, it was interesting. Cause like, Saul was like, after that, the heated discussion they had the first time, you know, after, you know, I guess, mulling it over and he came back and he's like I'm in like there was like no thoughts when Luthen hit the door he's like listen I'm in Luthen kind of I guess he was thinking maybe he wasn't going to be on that page when he got there and so Luthen's kind of like uh how about no <laughs> and like after all, all that that has gone down so I thought their interaction uh was pretty it was pretty interesting especially the fact of you know saw asking you know what if I was the one that kind of got left hung out there to dry? He was like, so you gonna, you would do the same thing if I was in that position? And he was like, nah. He was like, you? Too dangerous. You know too much. I, 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 I can't do that. Other dude, expendable. Doesn't matter. But I thought that, I thought that whole engagement, and not to mention actually, sin right, right, right before they had their interaction when Luthen first got there got to the little blockade before uh he was approaching and they they started checking my man to see if he had weapons my man took his took like the uh looked like it was part of the walkie stick or whatever his sword or whatever it was and i was like oh that's a lightsaber <laughs> i was like that jones that is a straight up lightsaber <laughs> My man said, put it down and give it back. back. <laughs> I was like, that was a lightsaber. That sounded like a threat when he said it. Like, yeah, bro. Like, what? Don't, what? Don't, like, what? don't. That was like, don't. Sounded like don't a threat. Right now. now it looked like it, it was, that was a threat. It was. And it definitely looked like a relic. That joint, that, it was made of like, look, it looked like it was made of like wood or something. So, one, I don't know if this is like, my man got like old. Hey, Joe, Early, I perfect. want one, dog. dog. <laughs> that's 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 all. I want one of them. Bro. That's all. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a saver right there. Um, cool. But yeah, but yeah, the interaction though between the two of them, uh, definitely, I like to see how you know Saul was really was really getting into it. Was like, you're not. Hey, you pulled the gun on me. He's like, you know, you ain't gonna leave alive out of here if you, you try this. But Luther's just like, I just got. I just need to get you to listen. I had to do this just to get you to listen. They got heated a little bit, but their their interaction definitely it definitely started to put them on like the same page. So now how long that lasts is what we are gonna have to wait and see out. But at least right now it looks like they are on the same page after everything that went down. Okay. Hey dog, he's incredible, Slim. He went to Saul's house. This is the only thing about this interaction that's had me kind of like, I, I just want to know why Saul changed his mind. That quick. 
true. It wasn't that quick. Well, what not do you mean? Quick, no, he, he said it took you long enough or something like that. Like, just the way, or I should say, just the way, like, as soon as Luthen just walked in, that joint was just. Hey. He, was on, he was on full tilt when he came in. <laughs> he was right. like, well, yeah, what I'm saying, he was like, I'll take I'm it. I'm like, Trigger, I'll do it. I'll do it. We'll give him man support. But he can't tell me what to do. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, Here's how it's gonna go. You know what I mean? It's he almost like, like he like he walked in and they we're already in the middle of having this conversation. <laughs> yeah, like like, but it but yeah. it was. Who saw it was a continuation of the last conversation <laughs> they had. And I take the parts, but I want all the parts. All everything you promised, I want to have it. And Bram was just like, Damn. <laughs> no. He thought about it for a brief second, <laughs> but he didn't. You know. And so then Saul's like. What do you mean, no? So, okay, either that means you're ISB. You the fans. Or you got somebody at the ISB. Or or something. And he's like, come on, dog, I'm not ISB. You know what I mean? He's like, you got people everywhere. <laughs> and Luther just kind of like, I mean. Kind Maybe. <laughs> you got yeah. someone here? Maybe. One of my people. Who is it? Like he just, hey, listen. Who he was, is it? He was gonna shoot Luther right there. He didn't say, <laughs> no. he say something. He wasn't gonna shoot him because he wanted to know who it was. And this is the thing about Luther. This is why Luther is incredible, dog. He couldn't get, he told Saul, look, Krieger ain't gonna make it. The ISB already knows. And it's a setup. And he's not gonna make it. And he was like, he's just gonna let him. It's 30 men and Krieger. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, Krieger's going, he's going to, and Krieger doesn't know. He's like, "Uh, right? But you can tell in this instance that Luthen is more beat up about it than he let the other dude know. In front of the other dude at the end of the last episode, he kept up that. He really had to play it chill. Like, yeah, it's worth it. Like it's, you know what I mean. You worth more than. And, and listen, when he said it was fifty men, in the last episode, dude was like, "It's fifty men," and he was like, "Yeah, but it's fifty men that are expensive. You worth more than fifty men." You know what I mean? And he just played it cool, like. But talking to Saul, he kind of knew what he was having to admit to Saul in that moment, and he really don't want to lose Krieger. But he kind of has to, right? Because if he does try to do something or put him on, then the ISB is going to get. And he needed. So what he needed was he needed for Saul to get that paranoid. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Who is it? So he was just like, it's Tutu. He was like, what? What? Hey, Tutu is like, hold tight. Hey, I only report the one dude. Hey, nah, saw so Slim lying, right? And for a brief moment, like, I don't know if he's lying or not. And he might not have been lying. But when he pulls the gun, he's like, listen, I needed you to get this amped up because if he, if you show up, if he doesn't get caught up in this, then they're going to get way more paranoid and they're going to be looking at everything and looking into everything the same way you are right now. If they pull this off, they still think that they 
look what we did. We ah, they think they so blah blah blah, whatever. And as far as they concerned, like it's done. And so Saul's like, so for the greatest good. He's like, and if that's what you want to call it, you know what I mean? Like we call it war. And that to me signifies, okay, it's official now. Right? Because Saul, I think, we've always seen portrayed as somebody who's willing to do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. And people are expendable, and that's just what happened. That's the way we saw him in Andor. That's the way he's been presented to us. Right then and there, to me, that necessity of this is war, and this is what it takes, there will be casualties, and some of those casualties have to happen is a notion he got from losing. It's always been portrayed to us as that's just Saul's way. That's just mm-hmm. how he is, right? Saul's like, I don't work with nobody. I don't, I do, I work on my own. Well, clearly you got a camp full of people. So you clearly don't work on your own. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like, it really does kind of elevate Luthen. You know what I'm saying? To to a level of, again, Luthen's like, I'm this mysterious dude, whatever, who's never going to get credit for the amount of work and effort and time that I put in to make sure that this rebellion can even happen, right? Mm-hmm. It just, I'm not, I'm not going to get that credit. So I have to give all of that up, right? And so you're really seeing that. And it was like, he had to do what he had to do because he knew that was the only way he could talk Saul down and he could convince him mm-hmm. that as much as he didn't want to do it, that's the way it had to be. So that's the way it had to be. And Saul agreed with him. And now, that mentality of like, yep, because it's war. And and we're at war. Everybody's not going to make it. Whether they know it or not yet, it's official now. Mm -hmm. We're at war. This choice, this choice to let Anto Krieger and his people die in sacrifice when you know it's a setup is a calculated decision about the war that's being waged whether people know it's happening now or not this is the act that will make it official mm-hmm. so it is that no we're not going to see the technical establishment of the rebel alliance right. we are technically seeing the kickoff of the, yeah, the war, war on the empire you know what I'm saying and so it's like it's an incredible moment and the two of them back and forth together is like they just like I, I just I love what he's doing with losing as a character and like Saul just is what Saul is you know what I'm saying but, um no, listen, it well. does make it make me wonder what kind of conversation Saul had with two tubes after after looking hey, when he left out of there so are you helping him are you feeding him information about our I've never talked to that dude before. <laughs> hey, dog, I ain't seen. So I only ever seen Slim when he come here to see you, Saw for real. Like that's it. Every day, Saw for real. You lying to me? Um, you lying to me? Stop it! Stop it, dog! Stop it, dog! Because you look more like Augur from the Dark Crystal than Saw for real. And I can't. <laughs> and I don't even know if you know who Yo, that man. is. <laughs> I smell gasoline. <laughs> hey, all right. It's still Frank Oz, bro. It's all the same. Hey, can we talk about probably one of the best ships in uh in Star Wars, bro? I need that. Joint, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. Dog. Woo! That's hey, dog. Hard. He has the best joint. 
Dang, I'm not even sure. Millennium Falcon just like lost the knots. You're going to have to redo my parts on this one. Let's get y'all to know what we're talking about. Luther is flying. The boys hit him up. Big star destroying behind him with, with, with the satellites and everything on it. They. Hey, Slim. I don't know what type hey, of girl, Can I just tell you for a second, dog? <laughs> hey, this dude was having a conversation with her, with with uh, Clea, and the joint started messing up. And I said, "Hey, dog, they eavesdropping." <laughs> 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 I was like, "Yo, and them joints speaking like what?" what are you? Yeah. I said, "Oh, they listening, listening." Yeah, they can hit the whole planet with this thing. I thought it was a normal. When I first saw, I was like, "Oh, this is a real star destroyer." This Joe came up with the giant satellites, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm telling you, with them satellites, they can hear the entire planet from up there." My dude, they're getting stations from all across (laughs) the galaxy. But listen, those joints were the tractor beam. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, we found out. Yeah, but I'm thinking, hey, dog, they listening to everything. How is any messages getting passed? <laughs> Don't intercept everything coming off that plane. Kidding me? Yeah, yeah. That's they try to, they try to, you know, pull him over. You know, who, who are you? What you doing out here? What, what's your ID code? He's, he's getting into his. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sending it right over. Yeah, you know he, he's playing the role like he does. Ask the AI on the ship. You know, get that code, get what I need, send it over to him. Cool. He's, he's checking, make sure everything's clear. The Empire's kind of iffy on what's going on. Like, something just doesn't feel right. Luke didn't be him. He just starts getting stuff prepped on the ship just in case. He's got to get low. When I'm feeling right, they want him to pull over. They want to, they want to go, go on and check his ship. I'm having engine trouble. I'm signs. I'm just a one man. Just a one man, you know, guy here. You know, he's set up the one engine. Hey, to try he to also him might have the, the, he also has the best role. His ship droid is a monster, <laughs> Ship AI is like, give me the right code, master effect right now. Prepare, yeah, I'm like, hey, prepare the uh, the countermeasures. It's like, send them jumps up. Like, yeah, yeah, they were, they were trying to hit it with the tractor, hit it with the tractor, then pull them in. Nope, countermeasures for that. I'm gonna shoot these needle looking whatever things out the back of this thing and, and shred that tractor beam when that jump oh, when that jump popped the first time i thought it was like a wave it just was like it was like a wave i thought it was just gonna disrupt like the tractor beam or something but then me when too that dog just, like yeah. I, oh i thought it was like additional thrusters like that they couldn't <laughs> see that my man was just gonna pull off from that joint and then as y'all turned around and then we just saw things like start dispersing and then we just saw like the the satellite just started i was like oh yeah the story that satellite. what else you got hidden up in there Hey, hey, you know what, Jokes? We found out what else he had hidden up in there. My man got lightsabers. <laughs> Pretty much. My man hit the dual barrel roll. And, <laughs> and sliced up those, 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 those fighters. Oh, my God. Side fighters and that side bomber. I tell you, my man was so chill with it, too. Like, he, everything Smooth. was calculated in there. Yes. Like, hey, the look on that face is where he hyper drove out of there. Hey, like, listen. Dude that was standing at the like in, at the captain like in the in the bridge looking through the thing, I just see like, oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah, my man literally was just going like, he was shaking his head like, nah, that didn't just happen. Nah. <laughs> that nah. really didn't just happen. For nah. a second, I was worried at the beginning because we we're talking about the last episode, like how Luke is not gonna make it through this. You know what I'm saying? So when he first got hit the pull over, was like, ah, oh, this is gonna be the moment. They gonna catch him mm-hmm. sitting right here and get him. Uh, now the first I went on, I was like, "Hey, now he got y'all number out here." <laughs> <laughs> Me too, dog. I'm like, "Hey, dog, Luther is incredible, dog." <laughs> like, he gonna make y'all 
he got low. Oh, yeah, he got it. Hey, look, I'm going to tell you right now. So his ship is called the Fondor. Okay. And so I just, I while we were talking about that, I just looked up, like, Luthen's ship, right? Uh-huh. Screen Rant has a has an article that was published three hours ago that says Luthen's ship. The title of the article is Luthen's ship destroys the Millennium Falcon. And look, I, I, I can't argue I that. Think, yes, I have a love right, for the right now. Problem, I can't. I can't argue but that. But Luther's ship is, is, I'm sorry, running things out here right now. Hey, dog, let me tell you something. I was in this joint like, hey, dog, you better pilot that joint, bro. He was getting <laughs> oh, it. Was getting, okay. yes. Tie fighter yeah, stood I, no I chance. Blast, extra oh, blast well. shields came up and everything. I'm like, hey, this dude is a beast. This ship that is don't sick, dog. Hey, that don't sick, dog. It is yeah. modifications, bro. They was like on a on a, a whatever class ship. Hey dog. Yes. Put it in a game so that we can fly it. Tuck the way. Oh, that y'all going squadrons? If they decide to do update. <laughs> I don't care. I Give it to me in some game so I can fly that specific ship and use it. Okay. All I need is somebody to modify like an old joint from like the GameCube. Yeah, like let me let me like squad. Yeah, clean. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh to close this out, we come to the pretty much the final scene. Uh Cassian Andor decides to call back in. He's back he's back at the uh planet where he got picked up from. He snuck back into the place that he was at with the lady, trying to steal his 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 stash from He's quiet not to wake up the person who's now occupying the room. He gets his stash, he gets out. <clears throat> he calls back into his home planet, speaks to the communication guy that we've seen before. And he's just trying to get word to Marvin that, hey, I'm good, I'm safe, I'm I'm making you proud. And <laughs> man keeps saying, hey, Cass, like, Cass, that you? Don't say my name. No, <laughs> like, they're listening. Like, don't no say names. Name. Okay, but I need to tell Marvin this, but but, but Cass, bro, stop no saying my name. No names. And finally, he's able to calm Andor, calm Andor down for a second to tell him that Marvin has indeed passed. And of course, you know, he gets quiet, hangs up the phone, uh, he goes to his man, uh, you know, pretty much hoping we're the only ones that made it. Yeah, we know people died, but we got to get the word out what's happening there. It'll be easy to do that if we split up and go our separate ways. So, you know, they embrace each other, shake hands, give hugs, and... Uh, go their separate ways, and Andor just kind of stand there, just just looking out, obviously thinking about the news he just got. Uh, how did y'all think about how they close out the episode? Uh, I mean, getting him that news. I mean, he didn't tell him about a funeral, nothing obviously, but I think that's just going to deepen Andor. Might have told him. We just didn't hear it. Just don't yeah. say here. Um, is this is probably going to deepen Andor's? position on probably actually really being a part of taking down the empire now not saying necessarily that they killed her but i feel like her passing and knowing what she stood for like she didn't want to leave like even though he had the money was like listen we can go anywhere that we want right now and she's like nope i've done my debate i'm staying here i I feel like this is just going to cement him wanting to be a more of a part of the the rebellion in the way that it's going to come out to be. 
the fire's gaze just of what you said i think would fan that flame from him not necessarily the news of what happened but him going back and seeing them <clears throat> probably disrupting her funeral you know what i'm yeah. saying like disrespecting it in that way however it all pans and turns out i think that might be what sets him off more so down that path to uh fight for the rebellion against the empire what about you gage um, I mean, I think as far as the last scene goes, I think it was really interesting that Andor chose not to tell Melshi that his mother died. Like, he asked him, like, you know, did you get in contact with him? He's just like, yeah. And he's like, everything, everything good? And he's like, yep, everything's good. So he didn't, I just found that interesting that he didn't bother to say, he didn't allow himself to get overwhelmed. He didn't say, I gotta go back home. Or I gotta, you know what I mean? Whatever. He just and you don't really know what their plans are, but in that moment, you know, Melchie's like, yo, we have to let people know what's going on here. People have no idea what happened to us. People have no idea what's going on there, what they're doing, what the empire is up to. We have to tell people. Then he's like, we have to split up. We have to split up and double our chances so we don't get caught somewhere together so that we can get the word out there. And as he's saying it, and Andor's like, yep, yep, we do. Where previously, Andor was of a mindset that was more like, I'm trying to lay low and get yeah. off the grid and not be, you know, whatever. But I think after what has happened to him with the jail time, with all, you know, all of what's going on, he knows the empire's not going away and no matter where he goes, it's gonna continue to get worse, to be there. right? That even, look, who knows what kind of conversations they may have had with the two guys that helped them get off of the planet where they, you know, where they were, where they were held prisoner. But I'm again, just in the brief conversation we did see while they were trapped, it was like, we hate the empire, man. They came here and like, now we can't even just go fish, you know what I mean? Or whatever, yeah. like, our water is dirty and they don't care you know what i mean or whatever so you know there's that plus what's happening at the prison and the fact that when he contacted home the message he wanted to give to marvel was she would be proud of me mm-hmm. proud for what because i'm rebelling because all she wants to do is do the rebellion thing yeah. and i'm Man, after what I just pulled, like they had me in jail, I led a full revolt. Like I led a full scale revolt and broke thousands of people out of an, you know, out of a secret, you know, empire run prison camp. Where it's kind of like, you got to think about it for a second. They told him that previously what he did would have been a six month sentence and now it's six years. Doesn't even matter if it would have been six month sentence if he had gotten sent there and they wasn't gonna nope. let him out anyway. Nope. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, so, and maybe where they chose to send him changed or something like that. But like, when you really think about it, it's kind of like, even with lighter sentences, they were still doing this to people. How long have these guys been here mm-hmm. going through mm. what they're going through here? How long has mm. this been happening under everybody's nose and literally nobody knows about it? Everybody just thinks. Even the people who are willing to accept what the Empire is doing, you start to see what Luthen's up to. You start to see why they're really doing what it is. And the fact that his mindset was, Mom, you would be proud of me. Mm-hmm. Right? 
success is is more eye-opening to me than even like I'll go there and I'll see them do something that makes me feel like I need to be more part of it. He's already in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's already he's already revolting. He's already rebelling. He's already leading people, right? Led people, right? But to hear them talk and be like, how many people do you think made it? You think anybody made it? What if it's just us, right? If it's just us, somebody else has to go out here and spread this message. I don't know how you go spread the message. Hey, we got locked up, y'all. Like, I don't know how you We got locked up. <laughs> I got locked up. Fake name, too. Um, but, you know, the fact that he and Melchior are like, yeah, we got split up. And and he's like, here, take this pistol, bro. Go do what you got to do. And that led me to believe, okay, well, now that I know that they're splitting up, I think that gives him carte blanche to be like, well... Going back to fair. I know I'll handle it. It's going back to fair. But I'm going back to fair. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think his droid is going to snitch on him. I think that droid. Oh, uh, like, I, like just thinking about that, it just he sounds he'll be so like, It's his fault. Like he gonna say, like, "This is all your Cassian. fault." Cassian. Oh, mm-hmm. yell at what? Yeah. what we, do we hear? Do we hear Cassian day? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think I think it was I, I think I think it's honest it's probably the best close that they've had for any episode. Mm-hmm. All right. So as we round this thing out, y'all know how we like to end this. Everybody who's listening and watching. Are we still at our scores for this episode? <clears throat> Jokes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still at an eight. I'm still I'm gonna say at my seven. Okay. I'm at an eight. Went from seven to eight after our discussion. Uh, hopefully that makes you happy, Cutty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so with that, everybody. Uh, yeah, listen, it might, but he gonna come for jokes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna come for jokes, bro. It wasn't a five or a six, so it ain't as bad as sin is. Right, but, but hey, it is what yeah. it is. You know, uh, this was uh, Spoiler Boys and or episode 11. Y'all will see us back here same time next week for the finale. So hope y'all excited about it. I know we are. See how it's all going to come to a close. So until then, we will catch you later. Loading snacks. Ow.